Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 105. He flicked through a sheaf of fifties, added a smaller stack of twenties, weighed them in his hand, then passed them over to Shadow. Here, he said, your first week's wages. Shadow pocketed the money without counting it. So that's what you do, he said, to make money? Rarely. Only when a great deal of cash is needed fast. On the whole, I make my money from people who will never know they've been taken, and who never complain, and who will frequently line up to be taken when I come back that way again. That Sweeney guy said you were a hustler. He was right, but that is the least of what I am, and the least of what I need you for, Shadow. Snow spun through their headlights and into the windshield as they drove through the darkness. The effect was almost hypnotic. This is the only country in the world, said Wednesday into the stillness, that worries about what it is. What? The rest of them know what they are. No one ever needs to go searching for the heart of Norway, or looks for the soul of Mozambique. They know what they are. And? Just thinking out loud. So you've been to lots of other countries, then? Wednesday said nothing. Shadow glanced at him. No, said Wednesday with a sigh. No, I never have. They stopped for gas, and Wednesday went into the restroom in his security guard jacket with his briefcase, and came out in a crisp, pale suit, brown shoes, and a knee-length brown coat that looked like it might be Italian. So... So when we get to Madison, what then? Take Highway 14 West to Spring Green. We'll be meeting everyone at a place called the House on the Rock. You been there? No, said Shadow, but I've seen the signs. The signs for the House on the Rock were all around that part of the world. Oblique, ambiguous signs all across Illinois and Minnesota and Wisconsin. Probably as far away as Iowa, Shadow suspected. Signs alert. And that's our page. So first, before I forget that I noticed it while I was doing the reading here... There's a couple of words on the page that have double meanings, and I don't think it's accidental on Neil's part. So the first one that I noticed was wages. Shadow gets his wages from Wednesday, but wages can also mean the a war or a battle that you've carried on. And this is truly Shadow's real introduction to the old gods and the new gods battle. I guess we could maybe argue that it would have been when he met the technical boy in the limousine, but Shadow was pretty ignorant of everything that was going on at that point, so I don't know that it would be fair to call that the beginning. This was definitely his introduction into Wednesday's way of dealing with the world, and how Wednesday sees people. So it could be that this is part of those kinds of wages as well. The other thing was Shadow at the bottom of the page says that he has never been to the House on the Rock, but he has seen the signs. And I think this is a bit of irony that Neil is placing in Shadow's mouth. Really, really shortly, we're going to get Shadow finally coming to terms with the fact that he's involved in a cosmic war between the old gods and the new gods. And he is... He's not seen the signs at all up to this point, or he's seen them but willfully ignored them, probably similar to how he's been when he's seen signs for House on the Rock. He has made no point to go there previously, despite the fact that he's lived in the area and has certainly seen the signs, literally, as he's saying here. On the page, though, we do learn that Wednesday rarely uses such means as the ATM grab to acquire money, only when he needs money quickly. I wonder if this is partly because of the inherent risk, uh, especially with the increase of video security, or even just uh, people are a lot more cautious. In theory, people are a lot more cautious with their money and their credit cards and social security, at least, I guess. It's also important to note that Wednesday states that he's able to get what he needs in other ways, mostly from people who won't even know they've been taken. And we can certainly think back to the woman at the convenience store when he put on the confused old man act to not pay for gas, but 
he's pulling the wool over on Shadow's eyes a bit here as well, and will continue to do so through most of the rest of the novel. So it's it's really remarkable how much of the end of the story is reflected in that one statement. The, the portions in the last maybe three or four chapters where Shadow is being duped and doesn't even know he's being duped or even who he's being duped by. It's, it's a remarkable amount of layers that we're getting, especially this early in the book. Shadow is told that the least of what he needs, the least of what he is needed for, rather, is to be Wednesday's protection and Wednesday's assistant in hustling. And if we remember back to the bar, the deal is that Shadow is hired for protection and to be a driver. In theory, he is also supposed to run investigations for Wednesday as needed and to hold vigil if Wednesday dies. I would bury this a bit and say, but what are the chances of that? But honestly, probably pretty good. After the paragraph break, though, we get a much more philosophical Wednesday. He claims that no other country is like America in that no other country wonders about its soul or what makes the country a country at its heart. And I think this is an interesting idea, but not one that I feel overly qualified to discuss. If we're referring to countries themselves and not the residents of countries, I think then we're personifying countries in an interesting parallel to Sandman. Yes, Sandman again. In issue 51, A Tale of Two Cities, a man gets lost in a city and is told by another person trapped there that they're stuck in the dream of the city. And the end of the story has the the nameless narrator wondering if cities can dream, then what happens when they wake up? It's pretty unsettling. A lot of it is due to the artwork um, provided by Alex Stevens. There's a lot of nonspecific sort of looks. It's not overly detailed artwork, but it's very abrupt and it's very, it's very just, I already said unsettling, but that's really the best word I can think for it. It's, it. There's some just level of discomfort when looking at the artwork, at least for me. The story itself personifies cities, and I think here Wednesday is personifying countries throughout the world. If the gods of America are a reflection of the people who arrived here and the people who live here, would not the heart or soul of the country be the same? If so, it's not entirely surprising that America personified would be fairly conflicted, especially on a religious or spiritual level. There's large events of violence within the country, the Revolutionary War, the slave trade, the Civil War, the genocide of the Native Americans. There's a number of things that really birthed America from a loose confederation of states into a full-fledged country, and violence is at the heart of a lot of it. And there's a lot of violence really reflected in the story here as we'll go forward that reflects that as well. Shadow asks Wednesday if he's traveled much, and Wednesday sort of stares out into nothing for a bit before answering that no, he has not traveled. And it, then it makes me wonder, is the, the Wednesday here is some iteration of the Norse god Odin, but not Odin himself. It's, it's a part of the whole. He's a part of the whole, but he's not the whole. So I think it would mean that unless someone in particular, the person who birthed him here in this country, or the people that birthed him in this country, had traveled to other countries, then he wouldn't share those same memories. But it's not entirely clear exactly what the gods who arrive in America have with them. They're trapped here. Cousin Jack from the end of Essie's story, the the Pisky, had mentioned that he was brought here and trapped here in the land without gods, essentially. And we'll continue to see that as, as an idea, that there are gods in the country, but the country itself has no gods, which we could then ask what the new gods are up to, but we got a few more chapters, I think, before we really start dealing with them in depth. 
I also wonder, though, what kind of memories Wednesday has. He probably has just the memories of the person who brought him here, and then anything he's made since then. But I guess we can talk about it more later if we get any more clues about that. I will say, though, the the soul of America seems to be the Buffalo Man beneath the Earth Shadow met when he fell asleep on the plane back in, what, Chapter 2? Chapter 1? It could be that then the stand-in for America's heart and soul is just belief generally, as the the Buffalo Man wanted Shadow to believe everything. It could be a wild and crazy out-of-left-field theory, and it's not typically my area of expertise, so I'm just going to put it out there and leave it there. The narrator refers to the house on the rock signs as being oblique. It's one of those words that I think I know, but then if you asked me to define it, I don't know that I would have come up with anything. It has a number of anatomical, geometrical, and grammatical definitions, and I'm not even sure that geometrical is a word, but the definition we're using on the page here is slanted, askance, or askew. It's another word that comes to English through the wonderful Latin language. They stop for gas, and Wednesday changes from security guard back to his charming hustler in a pale suit, brown shoes, and brown overcoat. He's dressing to impress and direct Shadow to the House on the Rock. The House on the Rock is fantastic, and we're going to have a whole week of episodes to talk about it more in depth, especially on tomorrow's episode. We'll get some good beginning details. Also note, pale suit in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, supposedly death rides upon a pale horse. Pale not meaning, could mean white, but also can mean Well, am I bullshitting out of my ass now? I think it might also mean green. Um, So pale, yeah, can mean ashen or green or yellowish green. Also comes from the same root word as chlorophyll and chlorine as well. So important to keep in mind that pale in the biblical case, and even in Wednesday's case, might not be quite what we're expecting. Although his suit was previously described as the color of melted vanilla ice cream, which is white but not bright, overly colorful not like a solid it's it's more of an imperfect white than a solid beautiful eggshell or is eggshell off color i don't know i could talk out of my ass all day and be wrong so let's just cut it here shall we you can get in touch with the show at the world beyond the tail at gmail.com or on twitter at world beyond pod thank you to julian granganage for his version of saint james infirmary blues which we use as our theme song and thank you for listening i'll be back tomorrow with another page and remember Only the gods are real.